Welcome to In and Out of Character. This is a podcast about role-playing. Just a conversation between two players about their characters and about the way that they feel about role-playing. That's all there is. Some caution is advised as some of these topics may not be suitable for everybody. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fine, man. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm tired. I actually woke up from a nap. Uh, Ooh, so I am I am ready to go. Just uh, introduce yourself and tell me uh, tell me and everybody else listening, how, how, what got you into role-playing? Like, how did you start and what got you into it? Well, most of you are going to know me as Varane from mm-hmm. uh, The Elder Scrolls Online with the uh, Divine Conclave. Mm-hmm. Um, what really kind of boosted me into trying out roleplay is uh, growing up, I, I played uh, all the Elder Scrolls from Morrowind up to Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And in all of those, I'd always made little mini stories behind my characters. Even if, you know, if they never got shared or if no one was ever saw them, those characters always had a story behind them to me. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really considered doing other forms of roleplay because growing up, we weren't allowed to uh, play online games. Um, uh, and so I was never exposed to those forms of online roleplay. Mm-hmm. And, and I got the Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Online on my laptop, and I was just playing along. And through just pure luck, I met one of Divine Conclave's recruiters in the beginning mm-hmm. area, like five mm-hmm. minutes after I started the game. Right. And they were putting out invites for the Divine Conclave. And, you know, normally I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's try this. You know, we're gonna we're gonna just gonna dive on into this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I absolutely love it. Like yeah. it's been, it's it's kind of taken over my life just a little bit sometimes. So how how long have you been role playing? So you made a character and just like just immediately started. So um, have you been role playing for as long as I've known you? Like is that is that the is that when you started? Mm-hmm. Um, I had some some brief experience with other role plays growing up. Like my family, my aunt, my mom, and them play D and D, but mm-hmm. they played like once a year for like two years, and so there was it was very quick, very brief, and uh, never really played it again. And mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't until I joined the Divine Conclave, uh, right after I made um, Varane, that I actually started doing an online role play. So wow. Wow. Jeez, how long have I been with y'all? Wow. So just, a, just, just a couple of months. Well, I was with y'all for longer, but then my computer broke. Oh, that's right. I remember this now. You were I there was, uh, when... Yeah, I was when... there before Callie was uh, in Sacred Band. Mm-hmm. And then my computer broke, and for like eight months, I wasn't around. Oh, right. Yep, I remember. I remember. And um, then I just kind of I finally managed to fix my computer, and I popped back in, so... About about four months, five months now. Mm-hmm. And a lot <laughs> happened in that brief period of time. Um, so <laughs> let me ask you this, though. Why weren't you allowed to have, like, online stuff when uh, you were younger? Well, um, growing up, we grew up in a, uh, a bit of a conservative uh, household. Mm-hmm. So video games were heavily frowned upon. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we weren't even allowed to play video games except on the weekends. Um, and you got home from school on Friday until Sunday night. That was the that was the time, so we had to be able to play video games. And even then, it was discouraged. Oh, well, I think discouraged is the wrong word, but other things were encouraged over it. Right. So, like, um, going outside was a big thing. Go outside, mm-hmm. play, run through the woods, do something other than sit inside and play video games. Because both my parents grew up in poor households. They didn't mm-hmm. have phones. They didn't have video games. And um, uh, and so they just kind of didn't really like them very much. Now, as the years have gone by, they've kind of um, mellowed out with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, growing up, they uh, we didn't really use the internet very much. You know, we used it for school. But other than that, they wanted us to stay off of websites because they were worried about online interactions with people we didn't know and uh, stuff like that. So really, the only online stuff we got to do was like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Whenever we could sneak in some Call of Duty on the Wii. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we just weren't really allowed to uh, interact on the uh, on the web very much. Just because it was still kind of new to them, and so it kind of worried them about, you know, interacting with these people we can, we've never met. We can't see them. You know, we don't know anything about them. And um, uh, so for a long time, we didn't really ever do stuff like that. Oh, interesting. And so, like, what? What? Are, like, like that's. It's so okay. So I'm not going to say that's weird because that is something I've definitely seen people grow up with. But like, what happened? Like, what happened? To cause you to say, I want to role play. Cause like when I like when I was younger, I didn't I wasn't like video games weren't kept away from me. Um, but I did have to sneak them every now and again. But um like I grew up playing Final Fantasy, which is like a role like role playing games. I grew up playing all these different RPGs, and eventually what happened is I wanted to tell my own story and with other people, and that's how I got into role playing, uh, with D and D and such and such. Um, but like you yourself, you've, you've had very little, very little of that, um, to, to yourself. Like what, what, what got you from point A of not having much in the video game life to where you are now? Well, uh, well, I was born with ADHD, pretty bad ADHD. Right. And, do you have uh, to, do you have to take any medicine for it? I do not. I stopped taking medicine about around middle school. I did too, and uh, and feel free to 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 stop me here. Uh, the reason being is because uh, my medicine would make me so mellowed out that I couldn't talk to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Like I had a hard time speaking to people. People thought I was on people thought I was on drugs. I had a hard time communicating. It's just it was a horrible, horrible experience. Uh, yeah, my medication just did not work for me. I forgot what happened with me. It was such a... I I never really paid attention to my medicine then. Half the time, I would try not to take it. I'd, I'd slip it under the couch cushion or something. Mm-hmm. It never worked because my mom was sharp as a tack. <laughs> she, she once saw me in the back seat, shove it under the seat while she was driving. I don't know how, but she did. But uh, yeah, when about middle school age, they, uh, they just took me off of it. I never really questioned it. But... Uh, when I was going to school, I would read obsessively. Oh, I was yeah. reading hundreds of pages a day, mm-hmm. and it was uh, noticing in class. The teachers were beginning to notice because I was not paying attention to class. I was reading, and I love to read fantasy books in particular. Mm-hmm. And uh, if 
So they started taking my books from me. I was walking to the class and it was an automatic procedure. Colby, you go and put your books up on the whiteboard. You don't get them to the end of class. Right. And so as almost like, a, I guess, a coping mechanism, I started to form my own stories in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd sit there and I'd daydream and I'd form these stories, kind of pulling inspiration from the characters from my books. And then when I was, was playing the Elder Scrolls, I started doing it with those characters. I would start forming stories with them. I would start acting in character with them, even mm-hmm. though at that time I didn't really know that that was role playing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and then I was sitting there. I had just bought the Elder Scrolls, and I was looking around at all these people, and I thought to myself, you know, I've always wanted to try this. I've always wanted to try and see what it would be like to be able to share a story with other people, and people would join in on it, and right. it would right. just compound on itself. And go somewhere completely unexpected. Because, you know, when you're making one for yourself, you kind of know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen in your head. But when you're doing mm-hmm. stuff with other people, God knows where it's going to go. And that's one of the beautiful things about it. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. And so I accepted that invite uh, to the DC. And uh, the rest is history. I've been having a blast with it. That's awesome. And I, I shit you not. Uh, excuse my language. I uh, kid you not. Uh, I was grounded from books because I used to read too much. I thought reading was so much better than anything else. I used to read Goosebumps. I got to the point as a child um, where I could read a, a, a like a Goosebump book a day. Mm-hmm. I would I would pick us. I would pick up a book, a new book from the library. And then I would, um, it was like either Animorphs or Goosebumps. Those were my things as a, as a youngin. And I would take a home. What was that? I was saying one of the series that I read the most growing up was Rangers Apprentice. Rangers of what? Rangers uh, Apprentice. Rangers Apprentice? I don't know. I don't think I know what that is. It was like, it was a pretty good one. It had a lot of books and it stretched out for most of my childhood. I, uh, I would pick one of those up. I'd get home and I'd read them and then I would just. I'd have it finished before the day is over um, or before I'd have to return to the next day. Uh, and it got so bad that I didn't want to focus on my schoolwork or I didn't want to go out and do the sports that my parents wanted me to do and so on. So no, I can, I can completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I have it with me. I'd uh, get books from the library. I'd read them throughout school. I'd come home and um, uh, I would read them at night. Even I turn on the hallway light in our house. And I would kind of sit at the edge of the bed where the hallway light could stream into the through the bedroom door and illuminate the book. And I thought I was the smartest kid on earth for doing that, even though, you know, growing up, mom and mom and dad were like, we knew the whole time because there's no way <laughs> yeah. the, the hallway light just magically turns on every night after we go to bed and your door's mm-hmm. open and we walk in and you're just, you look too peaceful asleep on your bed. And we turn off the light and go back to bed, and it somehow turned back on tomorrow morning. Mm. I thought I was slick, but I really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents will do that. My my own son does stuff, and he's not even he just turned three, and he does stuff, and I can catch him. But he's he's three, <laughs> so it's not difficult yet. Um. Anyways, anyways. So, what is your how have you enjoyed role playing so far? It's like since this is your first character. It is, it's really been a blast. I was super nervous coming in. I've got, I guess you could say performer's anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
um, growing up, like I could never, it took everything I had to have to stand up and give a PowerPoint or presentation at school or whatever. Or the whole time I'm, you know, having a little panic attack inside of me that my work is terrible and it's, you know, it's going to completely fail this. And it kind of transferred over to the role play because I was sitting there thinking, man, I've never done this. This is going to be so hard. I'm, you know, they're not going to like my character. They're not going to like how I role play with them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started easing into it. You were a big help with that, kind of Aww. helping to helping to teach me um, uh, the, the kind of the subtleties of role playing with other people. Mm-hmm. Listening to the podcast helped as well because I could hear how other people um, uh, started and how they've kind of done their characters. Mm-hmm. And slowly I kind of eased into it. And now it's just, it's absolutely amazing. I look forward to coming home, you know, being able to get on um, mm-hmm. with Lorraine and uh, interact with all our friends in the DC, people like Callie and Webb. Um, mm-hmm. You got Poppy, the Tarbe, um, Shabondi, oh, yeah. Mai. There's, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. And Niza, Mai is a new little reason to our, our little group, too. Uh, she's been a pleasure to role play with so far. Um, she really has. And you're doing wonderful. Uh, I don't know if you've been have if you've been told this yet, but you are actually doing very, very well. Um, I can honestly say that as you get further into this, the anxiety doesn't quite go away. Like it gets less, but um, um, it doesn't always go away. Because even now, I sometimes will like uh, like when Callie starts taking up positions of leadership. Um, or any of my characters does, I always have this tinge in the back of my head going, am I about to mess things up? Am I about to screw something up? I feel like I'm about to screw something up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. Constantly. I can't tell you how much I've been slaving over her Paladin quest, trying mm-hmm. to trying to make sure that it's going to be just right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that everybody can enjoy it. I don't screw it up. Oh, uh, no, everybody, everybody will enjoy it. I guarantee it. Um, you have a lot of people in the guild who like you and Varane. Um, have you had any difficulties role playing so far? Not really. Like it was pretty easy for me personally to kind of, to kind of ease into it and figure it out. It took a little bit of time figuring out how the, how DC itself works, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, figuring out the role playing cause I'd already had a story for Vara before I joined the DC, because just like you know, like Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim, I made her a little backstory for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and the DC just kind of required me to to put it into more detail and kind of put it into writing. And it took some time trying to figure out like how to talk to people, how to interact as a character with other characters. And um, but once once I figured that out, it's actually been a pretty a pretty smooth ride. Which I've been really, really happy about. I was real worried when I first started that it was just going to be hurdle after hurdle of me trying to figure things out. But it's mm-hmm. been pretty, been pretty nice so far. And the DC and the um, the core guild has just been absolutely amazing and helped me to do that. Oh yeah, you'll find you'll find a lot of people who were pretty much just in the same situation you were uh, when I first started role playing. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I really just I didn't know. Uh, so uh, comparatively, you guys are just. You're doing wonderful, for real. Well, thank you, man. That really does mean a lot. Yeah. Is there, like, is there, like, when you were sitting down and making your character and stuff like that, like, was there anything that you were thinking of in particular when it came to roleplay? Like, were you wanting to go one direction or another? Or were you just jumping it into it and saying, well, we're going to make it happen one way or another? 
Yeah, yeah, that la- the last bit. I just it was one of those things. I didn't really have time to think about it. I just started uh, Vera's character, and I only intended for her to be a uh, to com- to play the game. I hadn't mm-hmm. considered role play in the slightest. And then the invite came through, and I was like, "You know what, Colby? We're gonna we're gonna do this, and we are gonna we're gonna make this work, no matter what's about to come through. We're gonna see how this goes." And I hit accept. Mm-hmm. And so there there wasn't really much prior planning for me. Be kind of leaping into it. I went. I I barely done any game of the actual in game content. I just went straight into the role play after I started, or which was not what I was expecting. What were you not? Wait, what were you not expecting? I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting to uh, to leap right into the role play when I made Ryan. Oh, yeah. I made her be that uh, play the game content character, mm-hmm. and uh, it went the complete opposite way. She's only like level twenty six, and I've got like like over a hundred hours in the game, and it's all been role play instead of game content. Oh, you're gonna have that happen to you so that uh so you know how like i need to be doing content right and it's content not for just myself it's but content for the guild right um yeah. for the rope for the core role players guild like i need to be recording scenery i need to be doing voice acting for the books i need to be getting like all this stuff done to lead up to it and sometimes it's so difficult because i'm like i'll be working and i'll be working and then like three hours into it i still have like more things that i need to do um i'll get the message of hey do you want to role play and i'm like oh no no please don't i i have work to do and, i can't resist and it's so difficult because i love i love role playing so so much um and that happens to me all the time like um i've been planning uh, playing elder scrolls since it launched i was one of the uh I, I jumped on it as soon as i was able to it was like one of the first games i ever got into like a day of launch and um i have friends still in my in my game who who have not logged on since that since the beginning um i have never beaten the game or I can't say being the game. I haven't gotten to the end content ever in any MMO because I have always been role playing way too much. Like in World of Warcraft, I got to the end content back during I think it was yeah, Burning Crusade. Like I was doing raids and stuff like that. Um, like between Vanilla WoW and Burning Crusade WoW, I got to the point where I was doing in-game raids with everybody but eventually it just became role-playing and and it's like i've never been able to keep up or get to the end ever since because i'm always just like i said role-playing i mean Ted, that's how it's going with her i'll get on and i'll tell myself all right you're gonna go you're gonna go mining you're gonna do crafting you're gonna up your crafting skills so you can unlock the outfit so you can really design vera how you want to make her and then i'll get a whisper from someone hey yeah, you want to you want to do some role play at the cave, or you want to you want to meet up here, and it's just kind of like, well, there there goes my evening. There we go. <laughs> oh no, oh, I'm so sorry. And I made you a room <laughs> in that cave too, so you have a place to role play. Oh yeah. What's funny is that mm-hmm. Vera actually has like done almost almost no role play in her room itself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's difficult because it's 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 all it's all a big open space. Mm-hmm. Most of it, whenever um, uh, so people don't visit her a lot there, but um, people like Webb, a couple uh, last I think it was last week had a really uh, really good uh, casual role play with Webb. He came by the cave after a DC event, and Vera spends most of her time down by the waterfall actually, 
Because mm-hmm. in between events, I'll kind of like I don't want to get offline, but I want to stay in the cave in case someone wants to do a little casual role play. So I'll take her down to the waterfall and I'll make her sit down there and she'll pray or she'll just think or she'll just be enjoying the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And uh, Webb came in and we had a really, really good uh, RP together. What did we talk That's about? Well, oh, trying to remember. I think we talked about, I think he asked Vera what she would want in a home. And um, uh, that led more to the, also to the discussion of uh, of children. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a really good one. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions um, about like since you're so new, because I don't I don't get to ask this question uh, very often. Because normally I like people I get to ask people why or how you got into role playing, but I I don't get to ask people like what their experience has been. So far, so like, have you? Um, have I asked if you've had any bad experiences so far? Um, oh god, ADHD brain. Um, uh, mine too. I think you, I think you mentioned like a similar question, like mm-hmm. if I'd had any problems like getting into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you asked if I'd had any bad role play itself. experience. Yeah, bad role playing experiences because like it's it's so like. When you're first starting off, you can get really like jarred, um, as it were, by the certain. Mm, what is it? How do I want to say this? Uh, well, certain. Okay, so certain communities work uh, differently. Um, so, like when you go into one community, it might be really jarring. And I just wondered if you have any have had any experiences like that so far. Not for the most part, because uh, almost. I haven't really done any like public RP mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of the RP I've done with Vara has been with the DC and its members. Right. And almost everyone there is is pretty good at what they do, and they're fun to be around. Mm-hmm. And so even if I've never met um, that um, a member of the DC before, even if we're meeting for the first time in role play, it's pretty much never a bad experience. And right. um, uh, I've heard of some people who've had bad experiences, like when they're trying to role play in a tavern or whatever, and they'll have weirdos or perverts come up trying to trying to hit their characters or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've actually I've kind of avoided that because pretty much all of my time with the role play is spent uh, with with the DC members. And um, uh, she goes, uh, Vera goes to as many of the events as she can. I try to take her to every path that comes along because she absolutely loves going to. Going to watch it and participate. Okay, so here's okay. I got another question for you. Let's just start about that. So, have you seen other people like before you jumped into role playing? Have you seen other people role play? Yeah, at um at school, um mm-hmm. I heard some people kind of talk about it. Um, uh, they would talk about something they'd done some role play with some friends online, or they'd be playing or they play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And I had seen it on YouTube as well. I'd seen mm-hmm. um, some YouTubers, they would be playing something like World of Warcraft or The Elder Scrolls Online or something like that. And they'd be doing the, the role play with their guilds. That's kind of what, uh, kind of how I learned about it, was just through hearing these things from other people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what made me think about it when I got that invite from the DC. I was kind of like, you know, I've heard about this. And I've, I've heard a lot of people say that it can be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I I had heard about it quite a bit actually before I uh, before I jumped into it from uh, outside sources. 
Is there is there like how do I how do I ask this question? Because this is definitely a weird question to ask. How long do you think you're going to have Varane mm, as a character? Is... Yeah, because like not everything. Uh, unfortunately, like the biggest thing about role playing is that not it doesn't last forever. Um, and un- unfortunately, like there there are times in your life where you're just gonna have to step away. And uh, it happens suddenly for for many many people. If I had the choice with um with Vera, it would probably honestly just become the time when maybe I don't find her character interesting anymore. You mm-hmm. know, or um uh, I've played her for so I maybe I've gotten to the point where I've played her for so long and for so much that I just I'm looking for something new, looking for something more exciting. I'll probably uh, do another character. I'm hoping that I won't have to abandon Vera and the RP anytime soon. I had that little stint where I was moving into a new trailer. I didn't have Wi-Fi. That 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 alone was was damn torture. Mm-hmm. I was I'm sitting in the trailer trying to clean stuff up, and my fingers are just itching to get back on them and start role playing <laughs> with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So like. After Varane, like, what's next? Like, is, are you gonna stay with the Elder Scrolls, or because I have times where I'm just like, I want to, I want to role play in so many different types of genres. Like, I wanna, I wanna do a deep space sci-fi game, or I wanna do a, a super fantasy game, or I wanna do a high fantasy game. Like, after, so basically, what I'm asking is, after Elder Scrolls, like, what do you, what would you go to after this? If I ever left Elder Scrolls, I kind of off the top of my head, I think I would go to the uh, the Star Wars, the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hear with um, probably with this probably still with SoCam. Um, uh, but um, I'm not someone who can easily uh, do like multiple role plays at once or keep mm-hmm. multiple characters. I don't know if it's like my ADHD brain or something, but like I have a te- I prefer to focus on one one thing at a time. So mm-hmm. one character Vera with one group, which is the DC, right? And uh, but if that ever were ever to end, if I were to grow bored of the DC or just want to branch out, just kind of thinking about it, I'd probably go over to Star Wars just because I'm a giant Star Wars nerd, and I'm, uh, I'm a particular fan of uh, of the Sith characters personally, mm-hmm. which is funny because uh, Vera is the exact opposite of the sith she's a sweetheart yeah well uh one thing i've learned is that just because you're a sith doesn't mean like you're an evil scumbag and uh just because you're a jedi doesn't mean that you're a good guy um i uh, have done role playing in these i almost said sort of online uh star wars the old republic um and you'll find all sorts of different characters on both sides um I do miss it sometimes, but it's 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 difficult to maintain a presence across multiple games. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm trying to trying to avoid is uh, spreading myself so thin over multiple platforms that I uh, mm-hmm. that I burn myself out or grow bored with RP in general. Mm-hmm. And, so I've been trying to I've been kind of keeping it concise with the uh, with the uh, one guild and uh, one game at a time, and plus my computer plays a bit of a part in it because it's uh it's a it doesn't have a lot of storage, so I can only have so many games at once. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, elder, things like uh, Elder Scrolls and them take up so much space that I don't have a lot of room for the games on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 important not to get yourself burnt out because um, even though you like coming online or you like coming online and role playing, um, you can definitely burn yourself out. Or you can the worst thing you can do is start neglecting your real life over. Uh, your character and stuff like that because like once you start neglecting uh reality uh to play this other person uh you're gonna find yourself where you're not gonna be able to actually play this other person because your real life needs tending to mm-hmm. there's been a couple of times where i've had to kind of tell myself you know go get away from the computer you've mm-hmm. got dishes to do you've got to run, go run these errands or stuff like that and i've had to I had to fight with myself in my head to uh, to get away from this because it's a uh, it's an amazing escape and it's so much fun that uh, sometimes you just get you get drawn into it and you don't mm-hmm. really 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 don't want to leave it. Mm-hmm. But I've had to, I've had to pull myself away much or twice and there's been a there's been a day or two where I've just not wanted to get on and role play mm-hmm. and um, uh, I'll not even when even when I know some of my friends are online or they're having a great time there will be just be days where i'm just not in the mood or i'm tired or whatever and i feel like i'm not going to be able to uh really play vera as she deserves to be played and as she should be played mm-hmm. and that my my mood will seep into my character and appear in the role play kind of and kind of taint her character in that moment right and so i try to kind of stay away from doing that um uh but that's that it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I haven't had too much trouble with uh, maintaining that balance between real life and the game. Uh huh. Have you had a um? Let's see here. Have you had a good time uh, building uh, bonds with the other players so far? Oh, I've, it's been it's been so amazing getting to uh, getting to have uh, friendships with these other people because I, I I tend to be a friendly guy. I'm a bit mm-hmm. reserved though. I am um, uh, growing up. I I uh, wouldn't really talk to people unless I was top two first. In which case, you couldn't shut me up. Right. Um, uh, once I got to know you and I considered you my friend, a lot mm-hmm. like Vara, I like to be with you. I like to be by this person, even if I'm not always talking. Just being near that person has always kind of shown for me that I like to be near you. Right. Even if I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. And so getting to form these friendships with people that you know I've never met, you know, I've never met these people in real life. I uh I can't see them, I can't do any, truly don't truly know them in person, but nonetheless, I am forming some amazing friendships, better and more friendships than I had with real people growing up, honestly. I've I've gotten more friends in the few months I've had role playing than I had pretty much going through all my years of school because um uh, for some reason people those people in real life just they just didn't vibe with me but all the people i've been meeting here on the dc and the core role players guild in them mm-hmm. and have some of the best friendships that i've had in my life oh that's sweet that's really cool it's um it's difficult because you're like you you have much more how do I put this? Uh, when you are in the real world, you don't have a 
uh, a screen to protect you from everybody else. And I think this is a reason why another reason why I like MMO role playing more than I like uh, tabletop role playing is because like whenever I'm role playing uh, with other people with a character online through a character uh, through through the computer, uh, no one can see the mess that I actually am. Uh, so uh, I have a little bit more confidence to my name when it comes to role playing uh, in like tabletops and stuff like that. I am not near. Uh, nearly as vocal as I am, just because I, unless I know the people, it, because I'm just worry I'll I'll say too much or act too extra. You know what I mean? I understand so much. I there will be there's so often where I'll be somewhere, and I'll finally kind of break out of that silent mode and I'll start to talk and I'll talk and I'll just keep I'll just keep blabbering away like a doofus, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll clam back up because I feel like man I have now alienated these people from me because I have talked so much and too much and I was too exuberant about mm-hmm. all these random things that now they're going to hate me and they're not going to want to talk to me. And so then I'll go right back into uh, being quiet. Right. Yeah. It's easier to handle through the screen because uh, I can sit there and I can, I can think about what I'm about to say for, for a minute or two before I respond to somebody. And you don't get that luxury when you're, uh, when you're face-to-face with somebody. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I get it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying that it's it, that's always been a big help is um uh, being able to sit there and think about what someone on the screen has said, and I'm able to kind of kind of think to myself about it and kind of and kind of think it through, and I have time to do that before I respond instead mm-hmm. of having to do that in person response on the spot. Where most of my embarrassing moments come from. <laughs> yep. Oh uh, gosh, yep. I was a, I was the, I was the embarrassing child growing up. I did some of the craziest crap. No, I, I get it. I oh, was. God, uh... My mama's favorite story of me mm-hmm. is when I was also brutally honest with the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Is I was flicking peas in school once using the plastic spoons. I was flicking peas at my friends. And I went to the office, and they're getting on to me, and I'm crying, and they're like, you know, would you do that to your house? And according to my mom, I looked at the principal and said, our forks are metal. They don't bend. <laughs> oh, hey, who can stop you, right? <laughs> I, uh, I, I've always loved uh, the idea of living another character, even as a child. I would, uh, when I was laying down in my bed, because my my mind is what it is. Um, I would, I instead of falling asleep, I would do one of two things. I would either turn on my light, not my light light, but like my um, my night light, because I had a night light when I was a child, and it was right next to the bed because I was definitely afraid of the dark as a kid. Yeah, me so, too. So I would have a nightlight right beside my bed, right behind my pillow, which is not a good place, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I would use that light to play my Pokemon game. And if I couldn't sneak with that, if I couldn't do that, then I would um, sit there and just make up stories in my head about these characters or like my own character in, in Final Fantasy are are my own character in Pokemon and stuff like that, and I would have these little stories in my head about it. 
So I've always been really, really into role playing, just just because that's how my mind works and that's how I pass the time. And as I got older, it just became a source of comfort. Uh, like someone writing fan fiction. Don't at me. It's a fun thing to do. You can do it too. Uh, the reason why, um, the reason why having a nightlight right beside your bed, especially where your pillow is, it's, it's, I woke up one morning and my pillow was, my pillow was smoking. Uh, luckily (laughs) there was no fire. Um, but I, uh, so there was a fire, but the, the, what had happened and in my sleep, I had pushed my pillow onto the nightlight. And there was no covering for it or anything like that. And I remember waking up and like the wall was sparking and my pillow underneath my head was like smoking and I pulled it away really quickly. And after that, I just went back to sleep because I didn't think anything of it. Uh, The next day, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The next day I looked at my pillow and the inside of my pillow had all like right where it was at had all burnt up. Um, the glass it had cracked the glass and um the inside of the nightlight was just like frying my pillow uh yeah uh and here's how stupid i was as a kid um i thought i was gonna get in trouble for that so i hid it and my parents never found out oh man me and my brothers would hide stuff oh i remember we sprayed the uh, sconce light right outside the front door where the water gun was. Mm-hmm. And it oh. cracked and exploded. Mm. And 10 years later, Mama finally figured out from my older brother that we were the ones who did that. We kept it a secret for, for, for so long. Oh, Until we were old enough, she couldn't get on to us. Yeah, no, I get that because like now, now I'll tell my parents things, or I'm just like, I don't care if you know now. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Ground me? <laughs> I'm gonna say she'd be like, that was the hardest thing with you, Colby, growing up, is that if you did something wrong or stupid, we couldn't punish you. If we said we're taking away your books or whatever, you just go okay, and you would go on with your life like it didn't matter. You know how hard it is to punish a kid who doesn't care about punishments. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually starting to worry about that with my own kid because my own kid is just like, hmm, all right, do your worst, <laughs> do your worst, dad, and he's three. Um, so actually, back on so back onto the topic of role playing, when you were making your character Varane, like, so you at the time, you didn't know that you're gonna get into role playing. Mm-hmm. So after. Like, after you joined DC, like, how did you go coming up with your character's backstory and stuff like that? Because uh, I know you played Elder Scrolls like that, but you joined a very lore-heavy role players guild. So how did you how did you go about navigating that? It actually came from uh, when I first made her. I made a small backstory for her, mm. and you can kind of see it in her DC backstory. She was a she's a Breton. She lived in her original that, that on my head. She was just she lived in the woods because I chose the warden as her class, which is kind of like the uh, I think of a word to say it like the uh, the nature um the nature warrior I'll call it class. So you know she grew up in the woods 
that she chose to become a warden. That's why she has these magical abilities with the forest and all that. Mm-hmm. And then when I joined the DC and I realized that they were, you know, they were asking to put down a much more detailed um, a backstory, I actually pulled on my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She writes um, fan fictions, and we kind of we'll kind of like write stories between each other. She'll mm-hmm. send she'll send a part of a story, and I'll add to it, and we'll go mm-hmm. back and forth. And so mm-hmm. I pulled from her characters or the characters that she wrote into her stories, and uh, I kind of combined multiple parts of them into them, mm-hmm. such as the red hair. The red hair, um, a lot of her characters that she played in video games, she likes to put them with red hair. And mm-hmm. so I put Vera with red hair. When it came to her backstory, honestly, I kind of winged it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, and I took that original backstory of growing up in the woods, and I was thinking, how am I going to make her, what's her personality going to be like? Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I went through it in my head between she could be joyful or serious, or, and I kind of settled on that kind of mix where she can be so serious and um, so pensive almost but on another at the flip of a coin she can be so happy and she can be so joyful mm-hmm. and um, to play on that i made it where she grew up in the woods far away from other people mm-hmm. so that she would have that kind of that that social anxiety that keeps her quiet and um, unless she's around people that she trusts such as Callie. right and, um, uh, and um Oh, where was I? Okay, one minute. Rabbit hole. What's that? Oh, God. Oh, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Rabbit hole in my brain. I completely lost track of what I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. No, you're good. Up. You're good. You're talking about you're talking about your character and like, yeah. her backstory and like that. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's bad. But I'm uh, after I decided that she was going to grow up far away and lonely from all these other people, mm-hmm. I decided I needed to figure out what's going to bring her to D.C. Why would she leave her life back out there in the wilds to join this large group of people, this militant and religious order? And so I settled on um, uh, the fact that her life had almost been ended, that um, uh, she, had, uh, she, works, she works alone. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, she almost died. She she was left to bleed out on the ground by Jamora, and mm-hmm. that scared her so badly. And the fact that she was not able to be the one that could help these people, she realized that she couldn't do this alone anymore. She couldn't she couldn't face these things just by herself because they are vastly more powerful than her. Mm-hmm. And so she she vowed to find people who could help her to help others, and she found that in the Divine Conclave. This is also why she's she's gunning so hard to become part of the sacred band when she becomes a paladin. Mm-hmm. Because the Vera, if she can prevent someone from going through what she did, you know, bleeding out there on the ground with no one there to help her, no one to mm-hmm. say goodbye to, and mm-hmm. pain and fear, she would do anything to prevent anyone in the Divine Conclave from having to experience that. Right. And she sees the sacred band as one of the best ways to accomplish that goal. And so that was kind of that was kind of the rabbit hole I went down when I was uh, when I was making her character. And I would run ideas by Roderick, my mentor, mm-hmm. and kind of get his opinions on things. Good old and, Roderick. Uh, good old Roderick. I love that man. Mm-hmm. He's such a, he's such a nice guy. 
But um, and even uh, like with her Paladin quest, um, tying some of her backstory in into the Paladin quest to try and uh, make it more more personal for her, and to try and kind of develop her emotionally, because so far I've kind of written her as being a kind of a, kind of naive at times. She's smart. She's intelligent. But she's she's new to the world and its experiences outside of the woods, mm-hmm. and so she can be naive to all to all these things that she's experiencing with the divine conclave, such such as all the bad jokes y'all would play on her when she first came. Oh my god, that was amazing! <laughs> she would get she would get so embarrassed so easily. Oh, uh, there was that one time she got put in a she got put in a. Uh, what was it? Uh, a dress. Was it, wait? Was she in a dress? Was yeah. The, a... Goddamn Zakarian decided to put Vera in a dress as one of her illusions. <laughs> yeah, uh, Grom's character. Yeah. Yeah, his, sec- his, sec- uh, his secondary. What, what fun times that was. That was that was that really was a lot of fun, especially because mm. she was just begin just starting with the with the role play at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was actually that that was another thing that I kind of I kind of winged with it is when he decided to put the dress on her. I was kind of like in that moment, it, the idea struck me that I should make it where she hates dresses because mm-hmm. she grew up, you know, having to scrounge for food, having to hunt, have she, you know, she had a very serious childhood. And so she would didn't dress like the other like the other girls and the villages that she would meet. And um, because of that. She was shunned by many of them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone kind of started. To, she was so serious at times that the other kids would get scared of her, and so she kind of never really got into wearing dresses. She kind of, she it kind of, it kind of frightened her. Mm-hmm. And so she, that's when she adopted wearing things like tunics and traveling cloaks. And later on, after she was almost killed, constantly wearing her armor. Excuse me. So when Zakarian decided to throw a dress on her, that's why she got so so uh, so mad at him. Pout. I remember, I, I think I about made her punch him. He threw, he threw up his hands and made the uh, made the illusion go away real quick. And then didn't he bowl her over with a gigantic orc? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he bowled her over with a with a huge orc after making her almost fall asleep with a magical rabbit. Enjoy, which out of context sounds completely insane. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that we do, that we do in in Elder Scrolls Online, is sound is pretty insane. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, there's there's no real way uh, around it. A lot of our a lot of our characters are freaking crazy. Callie herself is just nuts. Um, <laughs> is rambunctious. Mm-hmm. He's insane. She also loves to kick Vera in the chest. Uh, she likes to kick a lot of people in the chest. Um, <laughs> and it's not my fault. Okay, so actually, um, uh, depending on, I don't know if you've caught on to this yet, but depending on, like, what she has to do, um, or who she has to fight, she changes up her, her fighting style. Um, when she's fighting the rogues, she uses mostly her feet to fight. When she's fighting the warriors, she uses her sword and shield. Uh, but when she's using um, 
when she's fighting the mages, that's the reason why uh, she has those seven weapons is so that she can kind of fight with the mages on equal ground. Um, so I don't know if you've caught that, but that's what she does. I hadn't. Well, I haven't really had the chance to see her fight with many of the warriors until until recently. I think I saw her in like a three v three. Yeah, Jesus, three versus three. Mm-hmm. And um, in that time, I remember she used her sword and her uh, and her shield, which was unusual for her. Because mm-hmm. normally, when I when I fought her so far, she she'd always use hand hand combat and feet. But uh, that was one of the only times that I see I got to see Callie fight against um, people outside of the roads. Because since right. then, I've mostly been seeing her spectate. Mm-hmm. I haven't so, seen her fight as much. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you've had like you've been busy with the the uh, trailer, so you haven't just been around them for a lot, um, and that's fine. So, is there anything that you wish you would have like known when you first started role playing? Like, if you could go back and tell yourself ahead of time to to look out for something, like, is there anything that you would do? Mm, that's a that's a damn good question. Let me let me muddle on that one for a second. <laughs> yeah, you go right ahead. I'm just gonna. Sip my delicious cucumber water. Ooh, cucumber water. Sounds refreshing. That is some high-quality H2O. Hmm. If I could, thinking about it, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, pretty much anything about it, I'd probably tell myself not to be so so worried about it. That, that uh, sure, it's scary. It's mm-hmm. quite very frightening at times to to get into a group like that and to just come up with a story and you're 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 uh, you're kind of winging stuff on the spot, coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. and um, you're worried that your idea you're not gonna like your idea. It's not gonna go over well, or they're not gonna like your character, or they're not gonna like you personally. Mm-hmm. That's why that's one of the reasons when I first joined DC, I talked so little about myself mm-hmm. is because I was worried people wouldn't like me. As well mm-hmm. as my character, right? And so I think I tell myself to not worry about it so much because, truth be told, everyone has been an absolute, an absolute blessing and a pleasure to uh, to talk with and be with, both in character and out of character. And those those fears I had when I first started have really been pretty much unfounded about uh, about both myself and my character. So I think that's what I would uh, that's what I would tell myself if I had that chance. That's really cool. And, you know, honestly, I think that if I had the chance, I'd probably do the same. I'm not going to lie. Well, hey, where are you calling me from, by the way? Um, Georgia. Hey! Hey, I am the next state over. Where are you, Florida? Alabama. Alabama. That's where I'm from. Alabama. I was was born in good old Alabama. Oh, goodness. What part? Um, Let's see. uh, Mobile. Mobile. All right. Well, we're not, we're not, we weren't, we were, I was born in Birmingham, I think. Uh, I can't, I can't remember where I was born, Uh, but I was raised up in, in, uh, for, for a little while, I was raised up in Bagley and, uh, Bagley, Dora, around that area, Dora, Alabama. That's where I, that's pretty much where I grew up at. I was raised in Georgia. My parents were living in Georgia when I when I when she was pregnant with me, and they mm-hmm. just happened to be up in Alabama visiting my uh-huh. dad's parents who uh-huh. were in Alabama. and uh, 
we were in Alabama, and I decided that I like a month or two early decided I wanted to come on and see the world. <laughs> and, um, uh, so they had to they rushed her to the hospital at Mobile, but uh, most of my family on my dad's side is located over at Excel, mm-hmm. which is a is a little, little pretty small town there in in, uh, in Alabama. I'm about but, to say uh, I've from, never heard it. It's tiny. It's real. It's real, real tiny. It but sounds my, uh, tiny. My papa was actually. One of the uh, a big a big person in it. He uh, he built a lot of the school himself mm-hmm. um, uh, from scratch, and um, uh, he was uh, a preacher there. He was the principal there. He was a I think he was a coach too, and uh, so a lot of the people there in Excel, even they don't know us personally, they kind of know our kind they kind of know our family name. Right. Yeah. He, he passed on the last year actually, little, little over a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed up there. They dedicated a uh, one of the new field houses to him. It's also nice to have another country boy on this channel. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> um, <laughs> Preacher, son. Uh, it's really weird because, like, people when I tell them that I was like I was born in the countryside and, and like down in Alabama, and I was raised in New Orleans and stuff like that, they don't expect that because I I've I tried to carry myself differently when I'm role playing and stuff like that. So when I when they when the accent does finally come out one way or another, they're like, hold on. What did you just say? And there are some <laughs> words that I can't I can't say without having the accent. Um like I every now and again the 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 country idioms will come out and people yeah. are just like oh, what? My funniest, I never really thought about that I had I have an accent and the way that I talk until mm-hmm. I went up to Indiana, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. which is Yankee territory. Mm-hmm. With I was visiting with my grandparents for a little while. Mm-hmm. And one day, there's a knock at the door, and I walk up to the door and I open it up, and there's this British man, and he's a he's a college student selling books, right? Selling the college textbooks to help pay for his tuition. And he's like, you know, you know, good day. I can't do a British accent. Um, right. uh, he's like, you know, I'm as I'm sure you can tell by my accident. I'm from Britain. I am uh, selling books to pay for my tuition. Do you have a parent at home or a child of college age? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, it's like, well, you man, I really don't know. Let me uh, let me go back there and catch, catch Granny for you right quick, and uh, I'll take a quick look for you. And uh, this man's eyes just widened. He just kind of looks at me, kind of stunned. And he literally went. I'm sorry. And I was like, I'll go, I'll go fetch grandma for you back quick. I'll walk back inside and she came back out. <laughs> he, he looked so darn confused. Because my grandma and grandpa talked with a Yankee accent and there was me. That is funny. That's very funny. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you for that story because <laughs> that's going to that's gonna stay with me for a couple of days. Um, Alright, well, that's that's pretty much it. We're at an hour now, uh, so uh, thank you for coming on. Is there any last words that you would like to give to the listeners about Roleplay? I would tell them that if they haven't tried it yet, they really damn need to, because it is a uh, it can be a bit frightening when you start. There can be a learning curve, but at the end of the day, it's become one of my favorite things to do, and mm-hmm. I've made some friendships here with everybody that I, I honestly think are going to last for for a lifetime and I, I look forward to uh i look forward to future role playing with the dc and with maybe in the future with people outside of the dc and other characters 